Ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. We are back. It is. When we say welcome back, and we really mean welcome back. Boy, are we big. <laughs> Bigger than ever? Yeah. You look, you look all right. You've, you've been on holiday, but you don't look too big. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've got to... I don't know if I'm tanned. I you've got a bit, bit of a tan. look dirty. No, you look nice. Oh, thanks. Your arms look nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're the only bits of me that's out. I might, might take the rest off if it gets hot in there later. Yeah, good but. idea. Yeah, we've had two weeks off. I think that's the longest we've ever had off. Probably. Since we started. Yeah. Uh, I've not been away for two weeks. It's just no, kind it's of just how it's fallen. It fell midweek. It did, midweek to midweek. Probably midweek. the longest we've got without seeing each other for a long time. For a while, yeah. I would say so. How have you been? Uh, good. Did uh, you have a nice holiday? Yeah, 10 days in the sun. It was brilliant. Excellent. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. People are awful, aren't they? Oh yes. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. I, I, we did not fork out for like a five-star resort. Yeah. But, um, just the way some people treat like service types. Oh, is hate it. Just absolutely disgusting. Really. And I was gonna say I won't tire everyone with the same brush, but <laughs> but you're going to. Mostly British, yeah, of a certain age, yeah, bold, yeah, overweight, with a bulldog tattoo, yeah, I know exactly the wearing Union Jack shorts, yeah, like just piling food on plates and then just leave, you know, leaving most of it on the table and just being rude and ah, oh. oh, tell you what, absolutely gone my gears miles <laughs> away. Nothing annoys me more than rudeness, and then just being like, no need for it dicks around the swimming pool yeah i know exactly i can picture the person you're talking about (laughs) and i imagine that is exactly what this person looked like no it was more than one several you know with all of that sort of brits abroad yeah brits abroad good god um but no i had a great time lots of sun yeah and uh yeah good food good drink excellent glad Uh, but i'm glad i'm glad to be back i'm very excited to talk uh, movies on Thursday. Yes, absolutely. Go through some of the news. It's nice to this have you week. Back. Yeah. N- new look stream boat. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Took me a while, but we got there in the end. New coat of paint. New coat of paint's been freshened up. Some new posters. Some new, new artwork. Pictures, some new artwork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've done a ready for a uh, good job. Ready to complete season nine. Sure. Keep going with it. Sure. I and I presume this is mostly what you've been up to in our pretty much. Break. Yeah, I've uh, I decorated this room. I decorated my bedroom as well. Lovely. So, uh, yeah, I had a week off work as well. Good job. So, this took Good job. four days altogether, I think. Nice. I did break my TARDIS cookie, do- cookie jar. What? I was devastated. It fell off a shelf and smashed in. It fell oh. off a shelf twice and it didn't break the first time. Okay. And I was like, I must move that. And I didn't. <laughs> and it fell off again. Uh, lesson learned for it you. Broke. Yeah, it was. So that's took that away. Why do you have a TARDIS cookie jar? Because you're not really a doctor. I don't know, to fan. be honest. It's just always, I've just always had it. I don't okay. know where it came from. Oh, it might have been things. like a random Christmas present or birthday present yeah. at some point in the past. What was horrible, though, it had a half an Oreo in it. Oh, and I have it? never used it as a cookie jar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, it's That's... literally just been in this room. So that I reckon that Oreo must have been in there for f- four years. <laughs> it must have. <laughs> it must have. Well, it, t- it still tasted nice, though. <laughs> and it was, I was, well, you beat me to it. I was going to say, it was, at least it was recognisable <laughs> as an Oreo, but you went one step further. There was no mould on it. 
it was just a the half you know there was no like creamy bit it was yeah. just the biscuit bit and okay. it was about half of one side and if when it chucky cookie chuck when the cookie jar sorry i'm out of practice of talking when the cookie jar broke it just spilled out across the floor and i'm like no i don't remember ever putting cookies in there wow ever wow it's an inherited <laughs> piece of oreo yeah so i must have at some point a lot a lot of this these Presumably, things i spent a lot of time in this room during lockdown yeah in 2020 so maybe could have been from there maybe it was from there yeah you you know a lot of these foods especially like processed stuff yeah just, they don't go off yeah, yeah. That, that guy kept like a, a mcdonald's cheeseburger on his desk for seven years or something yeah. and it still just looked fine fine you can put them in museums and stuff can't you if you yeah. like put them in a cabinet you can keep them forever <laughs> who's i want to know who's who's collecting mcdonald's menu items and displaying them in their home somebody must be like there's got to be somebody out there. There's I've somebody out there a, doing everything. I've got to get a, I don't know, whatever it is, a limited edition Big Mac. And keep it forever. Yeah. Preserve posterity. it in like resin or something. Yeah. It must happen. It must be. It must, it must be, be. Other fast food outlets are available. <laughs> of course. None are as good as McDonald's though. <laughs> um, have you been up to anything else apart from holidaying? Uh, so mostly just holidaying. Uh, and um, had a few days back at work and... Uh, well, I watched a couple of things this week, which we'll, cool, get, we'll into. get into. That. But yeah, yeah, chiefly holidaying and being in the sun and good, good. Uh, buy. I bought some fruit out of a wheelbarrow. Oh, last I was on holiday. Nice. What sort of fruit? Uh, a coconut, some watermelon, and some pineapple. Nice. Yeah. Two out of three good things. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is interesting because I am not a big fan of one of them. Oh, okay. I don't so, think. Can I guess what you don't like? Sure. And you guess what I don't like? Sure. I don't think you like watermelon. I knew you were going to say that. Right. I don't I don't really like watermelon, but I really don't like pineapple. That's <laughs> I knew that. I think I knew that. You don't like fruit that tends to water in your mouth. Not I remember really. you telling yeah. me that before. But the coconut, I was all over. See, it's the coconut I wouldn't want. Really? I wouldn't thank you for a coconut. No. No, not a coconut But you get to guy. drink it, then eat it. Yeah, I'm not a coconut guy. <laughs> Just don't like the taste. But I, I love watermelon and pineapple. Yeah. I think if pineapple is correct if it's correct if it's correct it's beautiful <laughs> you mean ripe ripe yes <laughs> <laughs> but if it's even a slightly off either way i think there's a small just not very small nice. window there's a pineapple. very small pineapple window. i think that's true for a lot of fruit yeah i think you're so right you know what's worse for it go on avocado i don't like avocado i don't like avocado unless it's in a guacamole and mashed <laughs> with some chili and, and it's some perfect lime juice. I, I like guacamole i've really tried with avocado because yeah. it is good for you yeah and my wife loves it. And I just, I'll have a couple of bits with whatever it's with. I just. I, no, I'm with you. I don't like it. I'm not on board with that. We, we had a very bizarre conversation at work today. I'm gonna, I am gonna. wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm going to now. Um, I said I don't really like bananas. Right. And this girl who I sit next to said, I heard something on the radio the other day about bananas and it's really put me off. Okay. Because the person on the radio said they don't like bananas because it reminds them of the texture of biting into a poo. <laughs> and i'm like yeah they have a similar texture how do you know i don't do know you, but you can imagine the, person, the consistency of a healthy poo is that of a banana and so and she's like i haven't been able to eat a banana since since i heard that on the radio i like my bananas quite firm same as you like your poo <laughs> <laughs> uh i prefer a bit of green still on my banana do you yeah i'm not a big so. banana guy I'm not, I wouldn't thank you for a banana either. Okay. I like banana flavoured things. 
Yeah. But I'd not, I couldn't, I don't eat like, I couldn't just pick up a banana and eat it. Especially yeah, now, I'd, it, I'd, now it reminds me of poo. I'd, I'd pick up and eat a banana, but not, I, it, I don't like a soft one that's. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to think about that really next time banana. you eat a banana, though. I, I'm sure you've, you've ruined bananas. I've ruined bananas for, for everybody who's listening and Forever. for yourself. And for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the third, com- third time I've had that conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should probably get on. We've got loads to talk about. So, uh, should we do some Netflix news? Or should we talk about last week's film? Not even last week's film. What was the last film we did? Uh, it was Don't Listen. It was the Spanish Don't Listen. Haunted House. It was. Ghosts Any thoughts on that since it ended? I came second in the stream table. I yeah, think, I think that's fair. I think I I, I've li- I I listened to the episode today. Oh, did you really? Yeah, <laughs> oh, trying to get back into the spirit of it. Uh, and I think we look. We said we enjoyed it. Yeah, bit uneven. Yeah, bit I strange. didn't like the ex- the twist ending. Yeah, but it was the dad all along. Yeah, I don't think it needed it because I thought it was creepy enough without that. Hmm. Uh, but it did have some standout scenes. The the sort of chase scene. I say chasing. It was a bed, <laughs> yeah, moving around a bed. But that was a that was an effective scene, and mm. I I think I said personally it was it would be my favorite film we've watched so far this season. But with the caveat that there's it's a literally a paper thin yeah separation between against the ice and don't listen, don't listen, and catty catty. Yeah, I to be fair, all three of them. Are, pretty interchangeable yeah it seems like ages ago thinking about don't listen now feels like a yeah. long time ago cool okay do before we do get into the news <laughs> we've got to get there at some point do you have a question oh i do i have a random question oh, it's a bit dark <laughs> okay i'm not sure i heard it on the on another podcast i don't even know where i heard it now and it's a bit dark so i'm not sure if i want to do it but okay shall we do it it's up to you, do you want to i do don't it? know what it is it's dark <laughs> okay i'm gonna do it so you, it's a hypothetical situation. Okay. You have to imagine that you're a long way from home, but a drivable distance. Okay, fine. So say you're in Scotland in your car, you're three hours from home. Okay. You get a phone call, something bad has happened to a loved one and they've been rushed to hospital. Right. So you've got to drive home alone. Yeah. And rush to this hospital to be by these, be with your loved one. Okay. What do you listen to in the car on the way there? <laughs> my own podcast <laughs> massive, massively good and as soon as I heard that question I'm like that's a really good question because it's like, uh, I, I don't kind of like think upbeat music on. I don't, I'm not listening to music no because I find music quite emotional anyway yeah depending on as in you know it can really enhance or or detract mood wise exactly um, so it, I'm it, not going to specify who it is in this mystery situation no, no, no. is an issue it but doesn't matter it doesn't but, matter but it blew my it, mind. I was like, I, I really genuinely don't know what I'd do. Very emotive. I think of... I'd probably have something on, but not be listening to it, because obviously everything's running through your mind. I think I'd put, yeah, I'd put a podcast on. And or just have some chatter in the background. Maybe if there's a sporting event on. As a... But you can't put like a comedy podcast on. Or... No, but maybe a football <laughs> game if there's something going on or that just yeah. fills the silence. Because just... I couldn't be, I wouldn't be able to drive in silence either, I don't think. No, exactly. This is my. Th- this was my thinking behind it when I heard this question. I'm like... I really genuinely don't know how to answer that because yeah. it's it's a tough one, isn't it? And, and up to an extent, though, I don't think it would matter because whatever was on, I probably wouldn't really be. Taking no, you it wouldn't. In. But I don't know. It just I was like, I just can't compute in my head what I would do. Yeah, because I only really listen listen to comedy podcasts. Yeah, and or, or be music, and it's like neither of those feel 
right. So do you just turn the radio off and drive in silence? And But then you're in your own head the whole way. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was a good question. I thought I'd, uh, I'd pose it to you, but it is quite dark. I apologise. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go with just, yeah. Some something. chatter in the background. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Let us know what you would do in the Discord. Right, we really need to get into Netflix news. That's we're going to be here all night. What have we got this week? Well, the Netflix news this week is bookended okay. by people burning bridges, I think okay. it would be fair to say. So we start with uh, an interview that has been done this week by Tamek Baginski, who is one of the executive producers on The Witcher, Okay, uh, which is just released its final episodes of season three yeah, like three on Netflix, which is um, old Henry Cavill's last go around yeah. as Geralt. He did uh, an interview in Poland okay. last week and got onto the subject of why certain plot points in the TV series were changed from the original novels. Because obviously The Witcher... The Netflix Witcher is an adaptation of the original novels, not, not the, the video game, game yeah. which, you know, a lot of people need pointing out, I think, fairly often. <laughs> and one of the things he said was that he singled out Western audiences uh, to basically say this is a series made for uh, a mass of viewers with different experiences uh, in different parts of the world. And a large part of them are Americans. Therefore, simplification is necessary. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that what he actually said? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Nothing like burning your bridges. Uh, he said the higher level of nuance and complexity has a smaller range, as in it appeals to a smaller range of people. It won't reach people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was always pointed out that in a separate interview earlier in the year... He took aim at TikTok, saying that when it comes to my shows, the younger to the younger public, yeah. logic of plot is less significant, basically because they have a shorter attention span because they're just used to watching TikTok and YouTube. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> so he's like, it doesn't matter if the plot is illogical because nobody's really paying attention to the plot anyway, is what he's saying. In terms of youngsters, terms yeah. Of and, youngsters then he's, or Americans. and then he's basically said we've simplified a lot of plots from the book because we we feel that some of Netflix's audience can't would need them simplified. Wow. What a I, dick. <laughs> it's a bit of a dick move, isn't it? It's a real dick move, that. And I, d- I don't think it helps that well, the, the, the critical reaction... And, and the audience reaction has not quite been as strong to season three of The Witcher. No, it hasn't. And it's a, it's a show that's in a very strange place now. Yeah. Because you would think, I mean, these last three episodes, their Rotten Tomatoes scores is like plummeted compared to yeah. season one. You'd think they'd probably be looking at cancellation. But it's at the same time, committed. it's already committed and it's already got a new lead. Yeah. So, I don't know. Are they going to... I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen with it. A, your man Hemsworth's got a big job to do to win these fans back around, I think. He has a bit, and things it? like that are really not going to help. <laughs> wow. Apparently, he's only, Henry Cavill's only in 20 minutes total out of those last three episodes. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I 
has 20 minutes screen time. I think The Witch is a really interesting one because there's there's been so many occasions where in my house we've got really close to starting it. Hmm. I've not watched it. I watched the first episode and then I was like, yeah, I'm not into this. And there's always something else that just pips it and we've never done it. And it's now three seasons in and... You're getting slated. Yeah. And you're getting insulted by the audience, by the director. (laughs) Producer. Producer. Not cool. What a dick move. Next. Uh, Somebody else I would would like, I think is worth clearing up. Okay. In sort of a Netflix's defense, which quite often we don't defend Netflix. Okay. And... That is the news this week that a Netflix original movie, an Oscar winning original movie. Yeah. For that matter, The Power of the Dog, it's being removed from Netflix. Oh, right. Okay. And there's a lot of, uh, in August, and there's a lot of quite lazy articles around claiming that uh, users are confused and why should, they, and why should this be, uh, when, when I think... Uh, the word words like users and viewers are yeah. used in these articles. I think it should say journalists. <laughs> uh, yeah, journalists as, are confused as to why a, a Netflix original is being removed from from the streaming service. Okay. Well, if you just dig a little deeper, you would find out that Netflix is not the sole distributor of The Power of the Dog. Right. Uh, BBC Films also helped produce the movie. Oh, really? Uh, therefore, it is very likely that this movie will turn up on the iPlayer. Almost immediately after it leaves Netflix. Yeah, they're just split. And that will be a long-standing contractual agreement. Yeah, split in distribution. You have it for the first two years, we'll have it for the next. So it's kind of a story of nothing. Yeah, clickbait. Yeah. It's clickbait. But if you've not seen it yet, I wouldn't worry too much, basically. (laughs) Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Uh, No, I haven't seen it. Okay. But I'm not... Yeah. Again, I feel like I'm being not horrible already, and we've only been back... 15 minutes. I have to really psych myself up to watch Cumberbatch because it just... Yeah, I get that. He's in a lot of slow and boring things. Have <laughs> uh, you ever heard him say Penguin? I, I don't think so. You should try and seek it out. It's very funny. Okay, can you not say it? No, he did a documentary about penguins. Right. Penguins. That's what he calls them all the way through it. It's very funny. I think there's a like YouTube video. Is that a different animal to a penguin? No, it's the same. Right, animal. okay. <laughs> he just, just calls them penguins. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Next. Next is uh, news on Netflix getting back into the interactive movie. Okay, that's not this what I've clicked on. Then. Okay. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Netflix okay, is go for it. back I've, I've missed one. into Probably. the interactive movie genre. Okay. Because... It's been a while since they did that. Yeah, and this time we're going down the rom-com route. All right. Choose Love arrives later in August on Netflix. Okay. Uh, directed by Stuart McDonald, who's behind the TV show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, and it will follow uh, the plot. The synopsis is... Uh, that Choose Love follows a recording engineer named Cami, played by Laura Murano, who seems to have everything, a dream job, a steady relationship, and a promising future. But things have turned out a bit different than she planned. As she reassesses her life, her fate is up to you from choosing a new career path to rethinking her relationships. Oh, interesting. I think this is the first time we've been back to this well since the Kimmy Schmidt movie. Yeah, I think you're right. I believe. 
Yeah. But they did a couple of Bear Grylls things. Was that more yeah. recent? Yeah. Uh, uh, and obviously Bandersnatch. Which is the biggest one, wasn't it? Yeah. August the 31st, you can find Choose Love if you want to play that game. Hmm. Are you going or to? Watch that movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I really didn't think the gimmick worked for Kimmy Schmidt. No, he didn't. I was a really big fan of that show. Yeah, agreed. The, the gimmick was disappointing for that. Yeah. It wasn't necessary as well. We don't just make a movie. Just do, yeah, just do a Kimmy Schmidt movie. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> but if this is like been filmed around this idea and it's an interesting idea i've not seen bandersnatch obviously i've never seen black mirror but was that that's mad did that work yeah bandersnatch is good you don't need to have seen bandersnatch uh, black mirror to do i know i know did the gimmick work with the yeah i think so it was obviously it was the first time so there wasn't a lot a lot to it but yeah i enjoyed bandersnatch the thing i didn't like about the kimmy schmidt one is it didn't seem to make any difference what you clicked you always ended up going back round to the same ending. Anyway. I remember doing it, and there was a couple of times where it basically went, "Ah, oh, you've chosen you the wrong yeah, thing. Choose go, the other one." Yeah, essentially, like, well, you fucking choose it. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Next is news. Talking of the BBC and Netflix working together. Yeah. Is news that they have commissioned. A factual drama series based on the 1988 Lockerbie bombing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> uh, which will be written by acclaimed novelist and screenwriter Jonathan Lee. Right. Uh, Lockerbie will focus on the investigation into the crash on both sides of the Atlantic and the devastating effect it had on the small town in Scotland and the families who lost loved ones. That could be quite good. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely an interesting story though. Netflix say, the moment we read Jonathan's pilot script, informed by meticulous research, we understood that this team had found a way into these events that is epic, intimate, local and global, political and personal. Oh, wow. Hit all, <laughs> all barriers. The devastation wrought on the night of 21st of December 1988 continues to reverberate through the decades. Netflix is proud to partner with the BBC to bring a true story that feels as raw and urgent as ever to audiences in the UK and across the world. Cool. Uh, news on casting, etc., etc. Too far. Will, I'm sure, follow. But they're working together, so I expect the first two years to be on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. The rest of it to be on the iPlayer. <laughs> Money news. Next. Money news. And that is the news that streaming revenue in the UK yep. in the past 12 months increased by 20%. Wow. That is despite the number of subscribers to streaming services staying fairly steady. So it's just because of pricing. Prices go up <laughs> and people haven't really left. Left. As they all threatened to do, but none of them did. Exactly. The combined turnover of streaming services, and we're only talking about UK here, okay. the last 12 months, uh, £3.3 billion. Pounds, wow. A 21.5% rise on the previous year. And double what it was three years ago. Streaming isn't going anywhere, <laughs> is it? It certainly would appear not. <laughs> uh, yeah, despite what a lot of clickbait 
uh, articles might have you believe. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus had the largest percentage rise. Okay. Forty percent revenue 40% increase. Up. Wow. Yeah. Up to three hundred eighty-three million. But Netflix only rose by sixteen percent. However, its revenue is one point six one billion. That's a lot more than Disney Plus. English pounds. <laughs> English pounds. That's a it's lot four more times than, as four much, times as much as Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. And yet we, we, we were always given them as if they're competitors with each other. But one's four times bigger than the other one. Hmm. Isn't it? It's interesting. Hmm. Uh, the report said, signs point to the market entering a phase of maturity that poses challenges for future growth and sustainability. That is because there's only so many people in this country. Yeah. Exactly. You can't keep going up because <laughs> you're going to run out of audience. Unless Netflix make each individual in each house get enough. <laughs> separate don't, don't even joke. Cause... Yeah, don't take that idea on board. <laughs> yeah. Don't give them ideas, Jesus. Wow. Oh, we were, we were talking earlier at work again, just a bit of an aside about yeah. just like, obviously. <laughs> how expensive life is and uh, we were more talking about sort of you know things like buying a house and price of rent here all this yeah, sort yeah. of stuff and talking of like awful clickbait articles the ones i love the ones that are like uh i stopped subscribing to netflix and now i live in this beautiful country house <laughs> yeah you do see then, that sort of thing all the time and then you read it and it'll be like all I needed was a £100,000 <laughs> loan from my parents or, you know, I moved in here after the inheritance from my it's mad, isn't it? dead grandma. Or Do you think the journalists who write these my stories... my grandma alive, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the journalists who write these stories write them and they like, just hate their life as they're writing these clickbait articles? <laughs> it's like, this isn't what I went all these years to college for. Yeah. Just to try and get people onto a website to look at an advert. That's all they're there for. <laughs> sure, of course it is. Get the ad revenue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's madness. Absolute madness. I sometimes, if I see a clickbait headline now, I try and guess what the story's going to be inside. Yeah. I still click on them, but I just try and figure out what the story's actually going to be. I'm never right. It's usually a lot more random than I'm expecting. I, yeah, I love the, my, the ones I love also are, you will never believe what so-and-so looks like now. Oh, yeah, I that happens know, all the time. Saved by the Bell or whatever. And it's like, oh, it, it looks like that guy but 30 years older i had exactly there was one <laughs> pop up on my phone yesterday and it was you will not believe clearly what, still looks like yeah you will not believe what brad willis from neighbors looks like 30 years after he quit stardom and i'm like it's probably just like brad willis 30 years older and he did and i'm like that's mad 30 years ago he left neighbors he's still being stalked he's not he's not done any acting since right he's just been a, a businessman or whatever was he the surfer dude yeah yeah i kind of know exactly <laughs> what you mean he just looks like the surfer dude but like 50, <laughs> not 20. Okay. It's funny. Anyway, back to some news. So news this week that Netflix have announced delays to six movies, which previously were going to arrive this year. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more than six. But uh, of course there will, of course there will. Uh, but officially, so far, the following have been moved into 2024. Okay. Lift, a heist thriller directed by F. Gary Gray, starring Kevin Hart, 
Uh, originally was going to be released in August, uh, is now been delayed to January. The synopsis being a master thief is wooed by his ex-girlfriend and the FBI to pull off an impossible heist with, an in- with his international crew on a 777 flying from London to Zurich. No. Uh, damn That's really soon as well, August yeah, 25th. Yeah, 100%. So that is like... What fin- were they? Were we awaiting some finishing touches yeah. that we can't work it's on? It's promo, it, isn't it? Or? Because the actor's not going out doing promo. Yeah, so they can't go just... and do that with that one. That's what it's more likely yeah. to be. We can't do any so, press, so, so we're not going to release yeah. it. Damsel, a movie we've definitely mentioned before, is yeah. Millie Bobby Brown and Angela Bassett starring in that. A dutiful damsel agrees to marry a handsome prince only to discover it was a trap. Uh, she's been recruited as a sacrifice to repay an ancient debt. I think it's basically. Uh, Old Stranger Things versus Dragons. Right, <laughs> Old Stranger Things. Uh, sounds that, a little bit like the story of... What was that, Matt Green in... Um, D- Disenchantment. Disenchantment. Sounds a little bit like the yeah. story of that. Uh, that has been d- delayed to an unannounced date in 2024. Oh, wow. A Family Affair, a romantic comedy starring Zac Efron, Joey King, Nicole Kidman and Kathy Bates. Wow. Was originally going to be released on November the 17th. This has also been moved to an unannounced date next year. Players starring Gina Rodriguez as a New York sports writer, uh, sports writer <laughs> who has spent years devising hookup plays with her best friend, uh, has also moved to next year. So has Spaceman, a science fiction drama starring Adam Sandler as the Czech Republic's first astronaut. What? <laughs> I remember we've mentioned that before. So it's it's Sandler's next serious movie. Yeah, we won't okay. get to see it until next year. What do you think his Czech accent's like? Do you think he's going to do Awful. <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to do one. I think he'll just do Adam Sandler being a <laughs> New York Czech man. <laughs> no, you've got to do a full-on Czech accent. Scotty. Wow. I believe in you, Adam. Thanks. <laughs> Sandler. Oh, I don't. I believe in you as well, but... I don't believe in either of us. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's the last time we're going to have news of delayed no. movies for any streaming Potent- service. Potentially There's not. There's a lot of it happening, a lot coming. Sad news. Sad news. Rest oh, in this peace. Is awful news. Paul Rubens. Yeah, really sad news. Uh, who'd been ill for some time. Yeah. Uh, he passed away last week. Yeah. Obviously most famous for uh, Pee Wee Herman. Mm. 70 years old. He was. No age. Yeah, it's really sad. I was quite surprised when I read it. I didn't realise he was ill. Um, but, uh, yeah, awful news. I really like Mystery Men. The yes. movies from The movie from the very late 90s or yeah. very early 2000s, I'm not sure. Yeah, I do remember Mystery Men. Yeah, he's been, he's been in loads of stuff. You don't oh, really yeah, yeah. realise how much yeah. stuff he's been in. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. It's real sad. It's a real shame. Rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. Any more? Uh, of course there's more. There's always more. A director is officially on board. Scream 7. Wow. Uh, that job has been given to Christopher Landon, who you will know from directing Freaky. Yeah. Which we've talked about on this show. We have. I watched it. Both watched it. A few months ago. A couple, few weeks when ago. Came out. Happy Death Day. I've talked about that on the show as well. I watched that not long ago. And most recently, for Netflix, he directed We Have a Ghost. I never got to that. No, me neither. That was the David Harbour one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, he is now, yeah, got the reins of Scream 7. Yeah, Scream 7. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I've got no issue with that. Freaky and Happy Death Day are both great. So. Uh, 
Because the the pre- so the previous two screen films were directed by Matt Bettinelli and Tyler Gillet. Yes. They are handing the baton over. Uh, because they are moving on to a original, still to be titled horror movie uh, for Universal Studios. So everybody's just flitching around to new projects. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder where you go with Scream after Scream Six. I I've not seen Scream Six. I, so just, I don't is, know where. Is you there go a with is there a is there loose ends that need tying off? Yes. Or is, okay. Probably do that then. Yeah. Just tie up some loose ends, I guess so. I wonder if they could get um, Thingy back, Nave Campbell back. Is this... Because you had you had, you had one, two, three. Yeah. And you had four in the middle. Yeah. So is this, a, is this five, effectively six, a new trilogy? I think five, five six, six and seven. seven are classed as a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. I think the first four are classed as a four. Okay. And then... I don't really know, to be honest. I think they're just a franchise, isn't it? Yeah. So just keep going. It's it's one of those franchises that you've got you, your original trilogy is great, yeah. And then after that, it doesn't really matter what you do with it anymore. Just do what you want with it now. I don't mind. You just go batshit crazy with it. I don't mind. Sure. I genuinely don't. Scream mind. I love. Yeah, if you want to, I love those films, but I can I can separate the original trilogy from the rest of them. Yeah. The same as the Saw movies. It's like you can you can you can have the original seven, which is the original franchise. And then just do what you want with the rest of it. I don't care anymore what you do with it. Yeah. Just go batshit with it. Like, Spiral was awful. But it doesn't ruin the fact that those original seven aren't. I guess at least they tried something different. Yeah. Yeah. It's diminishing returns anyway. The trailer for Saw 10 is great. I've not seen the trailer Have you not? No, I've seen a few posters that are not I'm excited for that. Doing a pseudo-prequel is a great idea. Okay. It's going pre- Pre this, a lot of them are all prequels anyway. Yeah, exactly. The guy died in the first gets... one. He's in every film since. <laughs> dies in the third one. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's lots of flashbacks throughout the rest of them as well. Yeah. But I think it it goes back before any of that as well. Sure. As far as I can see from the trailer, but we'll find out in September because it comes out next month. Why it's coming out in September? Every <laughs> all the Saw films come out in October. Yeah. It's a tradition, but we'll just do this one in September. Next. I think <laughs> the MCU might be quite big. I'm That's not talking big. about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. That is the potential for the Mattel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> I read about this the other day. It's a great... You've got to do it, haven't you? I Which mean, is obviously off to a extremely strong start, yeah. given the commercial and critical success of the Barbie movie. So, we've heard for quite some time that there are a number of Mattel-related movies in various stages of development. Yeah. Well, the Independent have handily put some of these together in a list. Okay. There are 17 projects. What? Currently at various stages of development related to Mattel products. Products or characters? 17. 17. Wow, okay. Do you want to... Not... I don't want to go down the list. You read them to me. I'm intrigued. Polly Pocket. Okay. Were they like the little tiny dolls that girls had? Yeah, and like... just, it'd be like a plastic case. In, I don't know, the like shape a of a shell. Or and or it a shell would, yeah. yeah, you'd have a zoo inside it or yeah, something like I do that. remember Polly Pocket. That's quite far along. Lily Collins has been cast to star 
in a family comedy adaptation of Polly Pocket. Okay. With Leonard Dunham attached to write and direct. Interesting. Which definitely seems to be playing on the Barbie formula. Yeah. I guess you do that a little bit like the Lego movies, but live action and just like they're tiny little toys that are being played with by big humans. A script has been completed for that. Okay. Uno. Uno the movie. (laughs) Fucking love Uno. What a great game Uno is. Uh, Variety reported last year that a script had been written by Marcy Kelly, uh, who said she was asked to pitch a script about Uno and ended up writing it as a heist movie set in Atlanta's hip hop scene. <laughs> okay. So a script exists. For I have that. no idea where you go with that. Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Is that Mattel? Um, Didn't know that was a Mattel thing. Has been acquired or is being being looked at by uh, 59% productions. That's Daniel Kalua's. Oh right. Okay. Production company. Uh they apparently, according to the New Yorker, want to do a surrealistic movie in the style of an A twenty four type production. Nice, I'm up for that. Just why not just get A twenty four involved? <laughs> Uh, Major Matt Mason, based on a 60s astronaut action figure. Okay. Variety reports that Tom Hanks is circling that role. He loves a space movie, Tom (laughs) Hanks, doesn't he? I've never heard of that. Uh, Magic 8-Ball. (laughs) What? Uh, Blumhouse are circling Magic 8-Ball as a horror movie. Perfect. I don't know how you do it, but yeah, go for it. Because that's Magic 8 Wolf. Yeah, why not? Itself. Uh, there are rumours, according to Deadline, that Netflix have backed out of a Masters of the Universe live action Yeah, movie, I read about and that. And it is but... back up for grabs. Yeah, I heard that Netflix had pulled out of that. Uh, which has just been... Sp- and in terms of a live action movie, has been spinning its wheels for so long. Yeah. Well, I think we're on to about the fourth He-Man. Yeah, I think we are. Cast and then never... Uh, never progressed. What we've definitely talked about this one before. Hot Wheels, yeah, being looked at by Bad Robot, which is JJ Abrams' production yeah, company. I think that will go. There's a, a lot riding on the Gran Turismo movie to see how that would work. Mm. It's a very similar style, I guess. Which looks dog shit, by the way. Uh, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, yeah, standard. Uh, a mix of live I action didn't know that was and animation. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> okay. Uh, in which Vin Diesel is reportedly interested in producing. Somebody's just walked around a Mattel toy shop, haven't they, and gone, let's make movies out of all of this. Uh, Big Jim, a 70s action figure. I'm not familiar with. Don't know what Big Jim is. The United States thing. Uh, That's currently getting a a movie, a a treatment done by Dan Mazur, who wrote Bridget Jones' Diary (laughs) and and co-wrote Borat. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Matchbox, which is the same as Hot Wheels, surely. They're just little cars. Yeah. That's Big Jim. Why is his head so massive? <laughs> it's got a huge head. It should be called Big Head, not Big Jim. <laughs> it, should be called... it looks basically like a naked action man. Yeah, his action man in his pants. His action man in shorts. Uh, Mattel and Universal are looking at rebooting Wishbone. A 90s TV series about an extraordinary Jack Russell Terrier who dreams about being the protagonist in fav- famous books. 
Oh. I think I vaguely remember that from sort of Nickelodeon. It's and not ringing like any bells with me. And finally, Boglins. <laughs> There's a Boglin in this In room. this very room, there is. I love my fucking Boglin. <laughs> Boglins is great. Let's do a Boglins movie. Uh, Kevin McKeown, the vice president of Mattel film, said, we're thinking Gremlins-ish. Yeah, you've got but it. But with a twist. You, you just have... presumably being, they're toys. Yeah. You just, yeah, you just have a Boglins movie. Yeah. There's there's lore and story and everything already there for Boglins. They used to come with like a biography of each one. Yeah, and they're in like a little cage. cage I've got the cage thing as well. It's just, I think it's up in the loft. But yeah, I've got my Boglin. Yeah. I used to have one. I think everybody of our age had Boglins. They yeah. were huge. There was even like girl ones. Yeah, yeah. The girls had. Yeah. You can move their eyes around inside. That's right, yeah. Little puppety little... Maybe I'll put boots. a picture of my Boglin in the Discord. Oh, do it. So, no, yeah. Stretch Armstrong, not Mattel. Obviously not. I have no idea. That seems like a definite thing yeah. you could do. 100%. But there's a lot of toy movies coming. <laughs> I knew this would happen. After I went, I've been to see Barbie. Uh, I'll talk about it later on. And after I came out, I was like, Mattel are not going to leave that alone. No. There's, why would they? As they've got, they can do whatever they want now. But it's, it's treading that line of not just making, taking that approach and barbying everything else. Yeah. Yeah, you've, if you're going to do a universe, you've got to have recurring characters, you've got to have... I don't think it's that. I think it's... You've it's, got to. It's a stable you? more than a universe, isn't it? It's a stable but of... You could... You could... IPs. Go all in. Yeah. yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where it's going. Next. Okay, last bit of news Ooh. this week. You said at the beginning that we're bookending with dick comments. Yeah, people who are maybe burning a few bridges. Yeah. And I, it almost hurts me to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, when I read it yesterday, it hurt me a little bit. And that uh, is... is some interviewing interviews that Simon Pegg has been doing with discussing film. Yes. And excitingly, he has confirmed that him and Edgar Wright are getting back together to do another movie. Excitingly. I think so. Yeah, to be fair, two out, one out of three ain't bad. Uh, a film that's unconnected to obviously their Cornetto trilogy, that being Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and Does- The World's End. Does unconnected to that trilogy mean we're not letting Nick Frost be involved? Possibly. Because <laughs> otherwise, Possibly. it was connected. Because <laughs> that's the only thing that connects them anyway. And I would say some of the comments that Simon Pegg then went on to make leave yeah. a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Agreed. Because I don't think it reflects very well on him, to be honest. No. And and obviously, we get in this interview, we get the usual stuff. So, you know, he can't believe it's been 10 years since the world's end. They're both very busy, very successful, very rich. So it's difficult for them to find time to make a movie together. And, but he says they've had meetings, they've started kicking ideas around. Uh, it's not connected to the, as I say, the Cornetto trilogy. And,. He says, we want to do something completely different. We don't want to do a take on action movies or a take on sci-fi or a take on horror. We want to make a movie that is totally its own thing. My desire is to do something super different. At the risk of disappointing people, we get a lot of requests to sequelize those movies. I think it's a lazy impulse for people to embrace. Yeah, I don't want a sequel to any of the three. I don't think. I I think that's fair. He says, we need new stuff. We need new ideas. We need to be challenged. 
He says, my favourite of those three films is The World's End because it's the least audience friendly. What does that even mean? I I read that quote yesterday and the first thing I thought was, what a dick thing to say. (laughs) I think that's, I read that as code as being, we know no one likes it. Yeah, but that's cool. And we know (laughs) you all think it's shit. For good but it's your fault that you think yeah, it's shit. that's exactly what he's saying. It's the least audience friendly, and that's why I like it, because the audience didn't. He says, it's the darkest, and it's the most challenging. It's not that dark. I don't think it's the darkest of the three of them. Genuinely. I think the other two may be a bit darker. I love the idea of putting the audience in a position where they have to feel a bit uncomfortable. So whatever we do next, it will be difficult. That's for sure. I love putting the audience in a position where they have to feel uncomfortable. I the only time I felt like uncomfortable very... when I was watching that film is, I wish I could leave. <laughs> it really feels like they're hedging their bets here. I mean, that that is, for me, that's a real cunty comment. It really is. Are it's you saying fault. what I think you're saying, man? <laughs> I liked, I've, I quite I, like Simon I lo- I've got a lot of time for Simon Pegg, but that is a but, dick it, thing to say. It, comes across as a bit of a dick there it's the least audience friendly and that's why i like it yeah it isn't very good and that's why i like it yeah. that's why it's, pro- it's your problem yeah everyone we think it's good you're wrong no i like it because you're wrong yeah dick it's not funny it's, it's it, not it's, it's an awful movie yeah we watched it together twice compared to how <laughs> good the other two are it's how good shawn of the dead is is the other two are an insult to it I'm not getting into the Hot Fuzz yeah. thing again. We all know my feelings on Hot Fuzz. Um, but yeah, the, the even though I think that's a lot better than The World's End. Yeah. So And Shaun of the Dead is head and shoulders above the other two. But yeah, it's just like... I, is it wrong that I don't really care that they're getting back together? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't... They've both moved on. They've both gone on to have really fantastic careers. Sure. Do we need another one? I mean... Are they any good with Nick Frost? <laughs> Can they do it without Nick Frost? Will they do it with Nick Frost? It doesn't mention him at all in that article. I think... I think you've got... You know... Well, just around this table, there's a, there's a clear difference of how many of those three are good movies. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I think the general consensus is that two of them are good and one of them isn't. Yeah. And the world's end isn't. So, I mean, putting aside my feelings, I, I'd agree with that. I, I, I don't like Hot Fuzz. I'm not saying Hot Fuzz is a bad movie. Sure. I just don't like it myself, personally. But The World's End is a bad movie and it is not entertaining in any way. Yeah. Because they, they flipped that dynamic. They they made Simon Pegg the funny guy and Nick Frost the straight guy and it just, it just didn't work. He, yes, Simon Pegg was terribly miscast hmm. in the in, movie the, he wrote, wrote and helped. <laughs> yeah. Because when like. those two worked together a lot in their careers at that point in their career, and there was always that dynamic, and then they flipped it for the world's end, and it, it failed. Yeah, it's, it failed, and that's as simple as that. And he won't want to admit that, so that's our fault that it yeah. failed. I'm a pegs a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Any more news? That's all the news. That's all the news. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've only watched a couple of things in the last few days because, obviously, of being away. I've That's watched, fine. I've, I've watched shitloads of I've stuff. I've watched a movie. Okay. 
Starring, actually, uh, Kimmy Schmidt herself. Uh, that is <laughs> Happiness for Beginners. I, I'm not aware of this. What is this? I, it's just dropped on Netflix in the last week or so. So okay. it, it's it's a rom-com. But right. Otherwise, why I'm not aware of it. And basically it follows a, a woman who, from some reasonably con- complicated reasons, ends up signing up for a outward bound type adventure right hiking camping adventure through yeah. uh through parts of the appalachian trail nice uh and it's an opportunity for fantastic scenery yeah uh and one thing leads to another she falls in love with one of the other members of the hike uh, and it's i don't think you'd like it no. i i find it a sweet movie i wish we watched it on a Sunday afternoon yeah. and I thought it was a sweet rom-com with you know that uh, I'm really sorry I'm blanking on her name completely <laughs> who's just a lady who plays Kimmy Schmidt oh. okay. I'm going to have to look it up I'll, I'll look I, will, it. I will not be able to remember um, it's got Scott Grimes in it I can remember his name I don't know why I can remember his name <laughs> you can remember his name but not her yeah I've seen you in something recently as well Ellie Kemper. Of course it is. I, yeah. d- I don't know what. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. <laughs> it's um, been a long time since we've done this. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and it's. I thought it was a sweet movie, great scenery, and um, you'd probably think it was boring. Yeah, I wouldn't like it. I don't do rom coms. I I thought it was quaint. I, I do like her it. though. So. Cool. And I finished Quarterback. Oh, the uh, NFL documentary on Netflix. I've not got yes. to that yet. Any good? Really good. Cool. Really good. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like all three subjects that were focused on on this. I think, oh, without, again, without going into loads of boring <laughs> NFL chat, uh, I was less enamoured with Kirk Cousins than the other two. I just thought they were Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota were more interesting. Okay, but uh, look, you're right in there in the action. Really? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. I just haven't got to it yet. Um, it's good. Yeah, I would recommend it. Cool. I love okay. a sports documentary. I like a sports documentary more than I like sport. So. <laughs> yeah, never watch any sport, but watch loads of stuff about it. I <laughs> know. Uh, I believe it is coming back for a season two. Yeah, it has I think they've have they already announced who's uh, going to be? I in don't it, think so. I think there's been a few speculation false, going around. Yeah, yeah, false news or bit of speculation as to who. Okay. Who it will follow in season two? I will watch that. It must be about due in NFL season, aren't we? Soon. Yeah. September so. time? Yeah. Six weeks, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Why are we talking like this? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Um, I've watched quite a lot because you've not been here and I sure. don't have any other life. Um, I've been to the cinema three times. Nice. Um, so I'll do those at the end, I think. Um, the main thing I watched while you were away is... Do you remember The Traitors? Oh, of course you do. Big reality TV show from the end of yeah, last year. the best thing about last christmas on tv uh the traitors australia is on the iplayer okay it's awesome is it good it's as good as the british one. Oh, amazing it's it's really good it was the it was the original series so oh, the okay. australian one is where it all originated from right so there's a few things that are different because they haven't really settled down on nailed the, down the nailed format. down the format so there's a few things where I'm like, oh, i can see why they changed that and why they've not done that and whatever but the, i i genuinely think that game is so good that it doesn't matter who plays it it will always be entertaining yeah um, but yeah, if you if it's it's all on the iPlayer, it's eleven episodes. Yeah. Is it really as good as the British one? It's up there. I find that that was so addictive. Yeah, it's as addictive. I was doing like three or four episodes a day at one point. Is it presented by Brad Willis? 
Uh, no, it isn't, unfortunately. It's presented by Roger, somebody. He's an Australian actor. Okay. Uh, he's basically the Australian Hugh Grant. Yeah, right, okay. Um, it's, set in a, it's filmed in a hotel rather than a castle. Got it. Uh, but the, the rest of the concept's still the same. And yeah, it's well worth checking out. Honestly, it's really good. Backstabbing and... Probably a little bit more backstabbing. Okay. There's, there's lots of... Because without giving anything away, the traitors aren't as good. So right. they get rumbled. They're not as dialed down as... Yeah. Dialed so in as the British one. There's a lot more rumbling going on and there's a lot more speculation and a lot more correct speculation, let's right. say that. Um, so yeah, it's, I really enjoyed it. I did the whole series in like two, three or four days. So I would, if you like the Traders UK, you're going to get something out of the Australian one. And they're all Australian, so they're all quite entertaining people. <laughs> Australians are just funny guys. Um, Hijack finished on Apple TV yesterday, uh, okay. last episode yesterday. It's a really great show. Um, I, I wasn't enamoured with the ending. Right. Um, but the, the show as a whole is really good and it's well worth checking out. I've got a free trial for Apple TV, so I might activate that and catch up on some of this stuff. Apple TV is on fire. I can watch Silo. You can watch Silo. You finish Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Um, Severance is on there. Hijack's on there. Crowded Rooms finished as well. That finished last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, The finale of that was really good. Um, That's a great show from start to finish. So yeah, Apple TV are just on fire. I was, I was saying to somebody last night, they, they seem to go for quality rather than quantity. Mm-hmm. It isn't filled up with loads of stuff, but what is on there is usually pretty good. Awesome. But yeah, Hijack and Crowded Room both finished last week and they're both really, really good. Uh, I didn't really like the finale of Hijack, but the show as a whole is really good. Cool. Um, I've also started the second season of From, right. you know, Harold Perrineau's yep. show. Second season's just came out over here in, on Sky and Now TV. Um, that's, that show is batshit crazy yeah you liked the first series I loved the first series of From I think it's great this series has been great so far as well I think I've done six episodes out of okay. eleven that are out there um, so I'll get that finished over the weekend but yeah highly big recommend if, you, if you've if you got if you've got any sort of fandom of Lost mm-hmm. you're going to get something out of From I think nice. it's, it's maybe a little bit more batshit than Lost um, what else have I done I did I've done some of The World Can't Tear Me Down okay which is the second series of Tear Along the Dead Line um it's changed slightly. There's a few new cast members. It's got a bit infamous. It's got a bit infamous. James Acaster's in it. Okay. Um, in the British dub, anyway. Um, but it's as good as the first series. I haven't finished it yet. I've done four or five, I think. Oh, I love that show. The first series was brilliant. We, Ter- we did Ter- it on the show, didn't we? Yeah, if you've not watched Terror Along the Dotted Line. It's a French it's animated show. Italian. Italian, sorry. You can find it on uh netflix Netflix, on netflix incredible it's really really good and the second series is it's it's the second series but it's a a different show it's called the world can't tear me down or this world can't tear me down it's not even on the same feed on netflix different show altogether Uh, but yeah it's well worth watching um i just yesterday completed a series one rewatch of heartstopper oh nice because season two comes out today it does as we record so I thought I'm going to rewatch the first series. Cool. As emotional, as great as the first time I watched it. Brilliant. Can't wait to watch season two. I'm going to binge it over the weekend. I'm not yeah, going to do nice. it till the weekend, I don't think. I think I'm just going to sit down on Saturday and just do the whole thing. Yeah, nice. And as I said, I've been to the cinema three times. I, went, I think I can have a guess at a couple of them. <laughs> I went twice in two days. Cool. So I went to, I went to see Barbie. Yeah. Uh, last Friday when it came out. The date came out. I went to yeah. watch Barbie. That movie is really good. Yeah, I think we're going to go it's, and see it uh, next start you over the weekend should. or the start it's, of the start of next week. So it's really good. There's a lot going on in it. It's it's got something. For, there's there's more for adults in it than there are for kids. Mm-hmm. I think some of the jokes are a bit 
adulty, yeah. shall we say. Uh, but kids will get something out of it as well. They're not. They're going to miss these jokes. Uh, but Ryan Gosling in that film is an inspired cast. He's there's, there's, so there's, good. There's only, I think, semi-jokingly talk of an Oscar nomination. I can't see. You, I, could, I wouldn't argue against it. Okay. Put it that way. <laughs> he had no right to go and steal that movie from Margot Robbie, but he absolutely does. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. He's great in it. Really great. It's maybe the role he was born to play. <laughs> Who knows? Um, then I went to watch Talk to Her. There was a secret screening on in Cineworld. Oh, yeah. Last, whenever it was. I don't even know all the days we've run into one. It's a new horror movie. Yeah. don't know if you've heard of it. It's Australian. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Okay. It good. was good. It's, it's um, I guess it's almost like a possession movie, like an exorcism type movie, okay. but not. Uh, they've basically, there's a bunch of kids and they've got this statue of a hand. And if you hold hands and say, talk to me, this ghost appears. At right. You, and you can, you can like communicate with it, but you don't get any choice in who it is. Oh, it's so just, it's, it's just a, a different person going, every time. Different person every time. Uh, okay. It's a random one. You can only talk to it for 90 seconds. If you're any longer, it will get into your head and right. possess you and whatever. But it could be anybody from any point in time. It's just some ghost will appear. And it obviously all goes to shit and all these kids get possessed. And yeah. it's just really good fun. That sounds like a reasonably cool premise. Yeah, it's a good premise. It's a good film. There's, it's quite violent. There's lots of like, there's one scene with a kid that's like, wow, that's really like emotional. A lot to watch a kid do. Um, but yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was a secret screening. We didn't know what we were going to go and see and... We were, I was hoping it was going to be that because I knew that was coming mm-hmm. like a couple of days later. It's out now, I think. Um, and it was, and it was great. And cool. I really enjoyed it. Good. And then the day after that, I went to watch Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. So what did you think the of The three-hour epic because Adam sits how, in a cinema for three hours. How did you take the length? <laughs> always well, as always. <laughs> um, I thought it was too long. Simple as that. <laughs> okay, it, is too, it is too long. Um, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of people are saying there's a lot in there that doesn't need to be in there. Um it wasn't good. This is a really weird thing to say. It wasn't good till Matt Damon turned up. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't, I was sitting where watching it. It comes in about an hour in maybe. And I'm, like, I'm really not into this. I'm just, it's really difficult to follow because they don't explain who anybody is. Right. They don't explain any of the science. You just expected to know the science. And it's the first hour jumps around in the timeline all over the place. Okay. And then Matt Damon turns up and he kind of settles the film and it kind of goes a bit more linear from that point. He's the, he's the linchpin. He is. He's not, I'm not saying he's good in it. It's just from the <laughs> okay, point that he fine. turns up, he's, he, linch, he like pins it down and it follows a linear story. And then the bomb goes off, which is one of the best cinematic moments I've ever seen. Let's, let's be honest. That bomb going off in that film is incredible because it's silent and, yeah. the, and the visual of it is just amazing. And then after that, Matt Damon's not in it again and it loses itself again. <laughs> and it goes all over. It's, it's almost like Robert Downey Jr. is in it. And then he kind of tags out and Matt Damon comes in. And then Matt Damon tags out and Robert Downey Jr. comes back. And I don't like the Robert Downey Jr. bits. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I didn't like the Robert Downey Jr. bits in it. Um, but the film as a whole, is, it's, it's fantastic. But I just didn't like the beginning and the end. Okay. <laughs> it's a two-hour great film in a three-hour movie. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. Um, I think it might catapult Killian Murphy a little bit. I think he's great. He's really good in it. Oscar nomination? I, I can't see why not. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, you've got Oscar nominee, Oscar winners in there just doing cameos. Yeah. The, it's, the cast is insane. Work, the amount of people that just wanted to work with Chris Nolan. And Josh Peck's in it. Yeah. Yeah. He is. <laughs> Rumi Malik just turns up, does one, one line and then leaves. And yeah. it's like, that guy's got an Oscar and he's just doing like one line. Um, 
But the the actual bomb moment is epic, beyond epic. It's really good. Um, I did read an interview with Chris Nolan. He was kicking off a little bit this week uh, because there's no CGI shots in the whole film, according to him. Right. He's like, everything in it is practical and we didn't do any CGI. But China, if it's China or Japan have CGI'd a dress onto Flopo. Oh, have they? Yeah, because <laughs> she sits naked quite a lot and when she's in the film, she's never got any clothes on. Yeah. Um, and she's at one point, she's just sitting in a chair like we are now and they're just, they're both of them are naked and they're just chatting to each other. And they've, they've CGI'd a black dress onto her. <laughs> It's re- it looks awful, but he, he's not happy about it apparently. And that that nudism is there purely for get to, to get bums in the seats because it is not necessary for the dads. Yeah, it's not necessary. <laughs> um, it's it comes out of nowhere. It's completely out of context for the rest of the film. And I'm like, well, there's Flo post hits <laughs> three or four times, and I'm like, it's completely unnecessary. Fine. Um, but overall, I think Barbie's the best. Talk to her is probably the worst, but it's close. So, you're aware that you know there was this sort of Barbenheimer meme yeah. of going to do them both on the same day. Yes. Are you aware that in the states, at least, they've actually got slightly different release dates over here? That come September. Yes, I am aware of this. You can go and do a Saw Patrol double bill. <laughs> I am aware of this. It's great. Which is Saw Ten and the Paw Patrol movie. Yeah, so what a double bill that would be. I mean, it doesn't feel like the biggest crossover audience. I don't think there's a lot of crossover audience in that. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. I saw that on Twitter the other day. It's great. Or X as it's now known. <laughs> oh, what I didn't realise is that it isn't the first time it's happened to Christopher Nolan. Right. When The Dark Knight was released, it came out on the same day as Mamma Mia. Oh, really? Yeah, same day. But that is... The Dark Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is... I would argue that is good counter yeah marketing you get your your men in one and your women in the other essentially the same day as well yeah they not only the same the actual same day july the 21st or whatever it was and the the longevity of mamma mia in cinemas was oh yeah it was in stupid i guarantee mamma mia was in the cinema longer than the dark knight was 100 percent. yeah still there at christmas yeah probably yeah all four of them came out july the 21st okay it's like like the same day it was 15 years apart or something stupid nice yeah, but I think that's everything I've watched. That was a lot. Good. No, that's a really good summary. Yes, it was. Um, we've done over an hour of recording now. Uh, we're still going. Uh, we've got a real talk to do. We sure have. Should we do a real talk? Yeah, let's do one. Do... I didn't put it out on the socials. That's okay. just realised I'd completely <laughs> forgot. It's been a weird week this week. Uh, but we did put it in the Discord. Shall I go in the Discord? Okay, yeah. Why not? <laughs> you didn't seem to be moving towards <laughs> your phone, so I'm going to do it. I, w- I, w- I can talk about the topic if you want. You talk about the topic, I'll find the Discord. The question for this week's Real Talk, which TV or movie vehicle do you want to drive, ride, pilot, steer, <laughs> take your pick? Yeah, if you could have any, which one you're going for? You've not got a car anymore. You've not got your car that's out there on the drive on me. Instead, you've pulled up in the Titanic. <laughs> As difficult to manoeuvre on roads. As long as but... you don't intend to get where you want to go, it's a good <laughs> idea. Uh, we got some answers in the Discord. Do you want to hear, do you want to hear them? Uh, I certainly do. Wayno was the first one to respond. He wants to drive the 1967 Chevy Impala from Supernatural. Okay. Iconic car from a show that I bloody loved. No, That's what nice. he's written. Supernatural was great until it wasn't. Um, Mayrick has come back. He agrees with Wayne on the above. Would also have to go with the Delta Flyer from Star Trek Voyager. Okay. 
Don't know. Not a big Star Trek guy. I mean, presumably it's some sort of spaceship. Yeah. Which would be really handy and get you to work a lot quicker. Yep. Um, Ross Cook then came back with, there's so many, but in honour of Paul Rubens, I choose the Trimaxian drone ship from Max, or Max as it's known. From Flight of the Navigator. From Flight of the Navigator. Brilliant. Good choice. Good choice. Um, That's a lovely designed shape. Yeah, there's a, you put thing. a GIF in there and yeah. it is. It's really, I haven't seen Flight of the Navigator for ages. We, my kids watched it maybe last summer. They, they really enjoyed it. Okay, I might give that a go. I've not, I, don't, I couldn't tell you when, I have definitely seen it, but I couldn't tell yeah, you anything it about it. It was it. on, t- when we were kids, it was, it was on, on TV. All the time. All the time. I couldn't tell you anything about yeah. it. Um, Ross Cook's wife came back. She has gone with the Flying Sky Bison from The Last Airbender. Amazing. Um, I mean, I don't know where you park a Sky Bison. <laughs> in the sky. Oh, well, yeah, maybe um, that's less out of the way. She would not listen to him saying that it isn't a vehicle. What if it shits on your head? You're in trouble. <laughs> um, it's a mode of it's transport. Mo- it's moving. I, I guess, yeah, strictly it's not a vehicle, but you can ride it. Yeah. It's, is a horse a vehicle? Yeah. I went back and said, if that's allowed, can I have Spider-Man? Because he's the it's the quickest way to get around New York. Yeah, but he's not known for being <laughs> ridden, is he? Well, he's he's not... he carries Zendaya around. Yeah, quite he does. A lot. He carries people around, but he's not like. But I imagine a sky bison's only going to carry people around. I don't know much about a sky bison. But... Yes, but a sky bison is more a, a like I say akin to a horse, as in it's a tamed thing that you can trans use for transport. Whereas a spider man's just a man you've jumped on. It's not just a man. He's half spider, half man. <laughs> But he's not primarily a mode of transport. No, true. Um, Sam Mulholland's wife, also called Sam Mulholland, went for Herbie. Sure, you sure? Great yeah. choice. Yeah. Uh, he didn't come back with an answer himself yet, okay. but that's what his wife said. Um, I used to know a guy, and he, for years and years, wanted a Volkswagen Beetle, like an original one, and eventually he got one. Oh, right. And he sold it within a couple of months. Oh, really? It was the most uncomfortable car. Wow. Oh, never never complete your dreams, kids. <laughs> yeah, there's a lesson for you. Uh, Chris from the Time Shifters podcast came back with kits from Knight Rider. Oh, it's a classic choice. Obvious answer, isn't it? Um, drive and have a conversation with. Yeah. And it can almost fly. He thinks if the show ran for another year, it probably would have. 100%. Um, he also wouldn't say no to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I mean, I don't know why I've just said it like that, but I did. A retro choice, but very retro choice. Yeah, you'd just, you'd turn some heads showing up in that thing. Yeah. Again, it's the flying car concept. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ross came back with why we never had a horror parody of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, like a Christine that flies. Christine's a great choice. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is it? said. I mean, impractical, but very impractical. <laughs> choppy choppy die die is what Chris suggested the film should be called. Um, Mayrick's wife a lot of wife responses this week unusual we don't get it get involved and she went with the TARDIS I mean what concepts it's the most practical yeah uh, and can get you anywhere in any time in any space instantly yeah so why wouldn't you I now I'm probably going to get absolute pelters from Doctor Who fans now but (laughs) don't worry about it they're all toxic anyway something I never understood about the TARDIS yeah was very much its outward look. So obviously... Police call box. It, yeah, it's a police call box because when Doctor Who started back in the... When was it? 50s? 50s 60s. Yeah, 75 years this year. Um, It was allegedly an inconspicuous yeah. thing. You could land it on Earth 
and people wouldn't spot it or yeah, sort of try and break in. Police could probably what about it. when it goes to every other planet? <laughs> that's a good point. And also, why is it still a police call box when... That's not a thing. That's anymore. not been a thing for... for probably 50 years. Is probably it more. more conspicuous? As... Definitely. Yeah. Because if, now if you if you walk past that in the street, you go, oh, there's the TARDIS. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> not, oh, there's a police public yeah. call box. Yeah, you're right. It's true, it's but nobody always, ever notices it's, it's there. Always uh, nagged me a bit that one. Um, Smiley Tin was the final response that we got. Uh, the DeLorean. Back to Look, the it's a great answer. Sometimes the obvious answers are right up there, and it's iconic. Yeah, and it travels through time and can fly. Yeah, and can hit decent speed. Yeah, Sam instantly never did come back with an answer. <laughs> As this is right. As this is right, you don't have to. It's just nicer if you do. Um, you've got an answer yourself. I mean, I've got a couple. Okay. I mean, my, my, my just for the sure shits and giggles of it was the <laughs> stair car from Arrested Development. Nice. Because I love every gag in that show <laughs> when it they like park it at the prison and a load of prisoners escape on it. And people <laughs> just generally jump on and off it as um, Michael Blue's going around his around town on his business. That's a great choice. Completely impractical, but I just, I just think the gags are really funny. When I was a kid... Do you yeah. know the car I always wanted? Go on. I'm not really a car guy. No. I, I, you know, cars don't really get me hard. But <laughs> when I was a kid... It's the jiggling of the seat. Yeah, exactly. That's what does that. I always thought Face Man's convertible in the yes. A-Team was the coolest car. That's a great shout. You know, the, the little what, the white Corvette with yeah. the red stripe down the middle. I thought that. And the red leather seats. I was pretty ghastly, but when I was a kid, I was like, that's the coolest car I've ever seen. That is... So maybe that... That is a great answer, because when you think of the 18, you don't think of that instantly. You think of the 18 van. Yeah. That is a great answer. I used to love it when he turned up in that car. There was a massive pigeon just flew right at the window. Apologies. Um, but something that f- flies would be really useful. Yeah. But then, like, just having a hoverboard would be cool. <laughs> like, imp- not useful, wouldn't help me get to work. No, but it'd be cool to have. Yeah. Um, I think we'll go with, yeah, Faces Corvette. I like it. It's a good answer. The one I'm surprised nobody's come up with, which is the one I think I'm going to go with, is the is Ecto-1. Sure. From Ghostbusters. I can see me driving that. Yeah, I, I think that's on brand. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that's cool as fuck for me to drive. <laughs> uh, but there was a kids TV show in the, I'm going to say early 90s, that I don't think anybody watched. And it was called A Killer, or A Quilla. Right. And it was a, invisible spaceship okay and i always thought that was cool as fuck i remember them hiding it in a barn one day and then a load of adults trying to find it yeah so i want that do you remember it no i'm remembering i think i've ever heard of it before in my life i'm googling as we speak yeah that was it that was it but it when when you got in it it went invisible it looks great basically like a big red egg yeah it's like a pod (laughs) but when you got in it it went invisible and you could fly around and do stuff i always remember that show random kids TV shows. A show I always remember having cool vehicles. Yeah. Was Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Yes, I do remember. All the bad guys were like uh, made out of plants and vines, and all the good guys had like technologically advanced spaceships and gizmos and vehicles. I always thought that'd be a really cool like toy line, and it never really was. Yeah, never. I wonder if it was based based on a toy line. There was some toys. There's some pictures there. Or well, certainly in this country, it never really made it to toys and stuff. No. It had a great theme tune, that did as well. 
Anyway. Anyway, we're reminiscing about our childhood. Yeah. Uh, also, the camper van from Lost would be cool. Okay, fine. I'd like that. The one that Hurley did up. Yeah. And save the day towards the end. Good answers. Thanks for getting involved in the Real Talk, everybody. If you Thank you very in, much. Amazing. If you want to get involved in the Real Talk, come into the Discord because I usually forget to put them on the social medias. So uh, come into the Discord. The Discord link's always at the bottom of the show notes. Yeah. Usually the last line. Yeah, come and join us. Uh, we just did a watch along last, last night. La- as night. in two yeah. nights from now, but also last, <laughs> last night. Last night, as you were listening. We did. We are going to watch and have, will have watched um, Killosaurus. Yeah. Which is a movie by the director that we interviewed last about a year ago yeah. last july um so yeah we were gonna do that so uh you've missed it now but there's one a month first sunday of every month yeah. we do watch alongs in the discord so come and join the discord it's not even a joke anymore it's just come and do it quickly very quickly okay. let's talk about this week's movie what are we watching this week uh, come back here on thursday as we talk about the humans we do indeed a drama Drama. That is, IMDb a, has it as a drama. That's a, it. A family drama. Yeah. Or is it? Or is it? Oh, I don't really know what it is. And it's based on a play. It's based on a Broadway play. Um, it's only got six people in. Mm-hmm. Some of them are surprising who have been cast in it, but some are not maybe. But it's going to be an interesting episode, I think. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, me too. So we'll be back on Thursday to talk to you about the humans and we'll be back next Monday for another episode of this wave. Cheers. Bye.